0: We are glad you found our little corner of the podcast universe. To our subscribers, guests, visitors, and those with a burning desire for an answer to the question, OK, now what? We welcome you to the From Learning to Earning podcast series sponsored by OK, Now What? The podcast you are listening to is catapult to a career in coaching or consulting. This podcast covers topics of interest to anyone thinking about starting a business, but is especially focused on the unique concerns of those seeking a way to leverage their expertise into either an internal or external consulting role. My name is David Zahn, the consultant's business mentor. And while I may not have all the answers, I can at least help you answer, okay, now what? Hello, and welcome to this podcast. This podcast will provide insight into something many of us have commented on, experienced ourselves, and even make decisions based upon. What I am referring to is a part of marketing called branding. And Within the sphere of branding is the core concept of customer experience. It is not enough to simply have a quality product or service if prospects and customers do not also have a strong reason to initially choose it and perhaps more importantly, return to a product or service and become loyal to it for future purchases. Oftentimes, that reason extends beyond the product or service itself. In a crowded marketplace, a product or service from one provider or supplier is often indistinguishable from another on the basis of the product's fitness for the purpose, meaning that nearly any product or service will do the job for which it is purchased. What can you do though to make your offering the one that customers want and will choose over other similar ones in the market? Today's guest successfully navigates that issue and more in one of the most competitive marketplaces, the Vineyards of Central New York, where dozens of wineries stand side by side, ready to pour, serve, and sell bottles of wine to thirsty consumers. Jeremy Brochier's is the tasting room manager at Damiani Wine Cellars, one of the better wineries in the region. Welcome to the podcast, Jeremy. Thanks, David. First question for you. A key part of any successful business is creating the product or service, but that alone will not ensure revenue, profit, or success. Customers are becoming more discerning about who they choose to buy from, or which business they are loyal to through the customer experience. How do you view your role in providing the best customer experience? That's a great question.
1: I think, uh, well, primarily, I would consider myself uh, more of like a, a host, not, not just a host, but also a guide. Um, a big part of that is leveraging our team. You know, so I'm very blessed in that I've got a really wonderful team of people that we've cultivated over several years. Uh, we pride ourselves on having a long-term core set of staff members, uh, which goes I think a long way toward improving guest experience because then you know if you get to, if you do get to come back and visit us every year, you'll see familiar faces. you know, you get to know us on a first name basis. we get to know you on a first name basis. and that <clears throat> I think is a long way toward you know, making our guests, and I'll and i I'll, I'll use that term guest instead of customer because I, I do feel like we're more hosting guests when we come. You know, these a lot of times people are, <clears throat> you know, we have people coming from out of the area, coming to this really beautiful, special little slice of New York in the Finger Lakes that we do what we do. And we, we are blessed and that we get to do this and this really beautiful, like culinary bounty. We have nature and waterfalls and lakes and farm to table food and that whole farm to table movement also rolls into what we do, which is the wine and spirits aspect of things. Um, so yeah, so I think my primarily I would consider my role is sort of like the, you know, the the leader of a team of, of wonderful hosts and guides for anybody that walks through the door. And we do have a sign over the door that I, you know, it's, it's, it's got a little bit of a cheese factor, but I, I like it. And then it says, you know, enter as strangers, leave as friends. Um, and that to me, has always been sort of core to my personal ethos and philosophy is that we, you know, we invite you into our our home, so to speak. We share these beautiful wines that we <clears throat> spend a lot of time and effort and passion into creating with you, our guests, and you know, fellow wine lovers. And I think that that's that's very special, and it's one of the special things about wine is that sort of shared experience around it. And uh, yeah, it, it, it makes it like very fun and very special.
0: Having visited your winery myself while on vacation, I know that your business offers more than simply a chance to, simple, to sample products. How much of that is strategically done, and how much is just a function of happenstance or coincidence? Being in that beautiful uh, environment and being surrounded by just the wonders of nature. Well, um,
1: I would think that for my for my personal part of it anyway. Over the past you know, several years that I've been uh, the tasting room manager there, it's it's definitely been by design on my part. Like I, I want to create a, a, you know, we want to create a vibe like this, you know, we want you to feel like you've arrived at Damiani and like there's a very sort of special, <laughs> like uh experience attached to that, you know, so the Damiani vibe where it's, where it's um you know, a lot we do live music a few times in the summers, we stay open a little later to take advantage of our gorgeous you know western facing sunset view of uh, over the lake uh the the food the music the wine all of it I, I i try to create more of a vibe whereas it was at one point and this is not to disparage like the people that came before anything but it used to definitely be more of like a very much come and taste and buy wine and then you know, be on your way. But that that said, it was all wrapped in a very cool, like kind of you know, semi elevated educational experience. So there was always a lot to learn and a lot more to take away than just wine. But and I hesitate to use the term silver lining when it comes to the pandemic and and COVID because that's not really kosher. But it it changed a lot very quickly. Right at the beginning of twenty twenty when. We were closed for a few months during quarantine, but then we, we were all, as an industry, very you know able to open back up to the public very quickly, albeit with a lot of you know um, safety cons- like uh, you know safety protocols and and social distancing and things like that in place. But what it did is it gave us an opportunity, almost like a, a forced evolution, if you will. It gave us the opportunity to look at what we had been doing and then obviously change it the way that we needed to to make it like a safe and comfortable space but then also it gave everybody the opportunity to say well you know let's let's maybe try to do something a little different than it used to be instead of just ponying up to the bar and picking wines off a menu for 20 or 30 minutes and getting a little bit of a crash course in who we are and what we do now it's I, I think it's a little bit more of a relaxed, sort of more inviting atmosphere and in that we, we got rid of the bars and that we have table seating. And it's, you know, if you want to just sit and have a glass of wine and stare at the lake, you can absolutely do that. You can sit at the table for an hour and just nurse a glass of wine. If you want to sit and go through a tasting or two and engage with one of our team about, you know, deep diving into the wine, the history of the winery, the area, how we do what we do, all, all those different things. is I think it's a lot more of an inviting atmosphere. Um, and it's something that, you know, again, that's fairly recent in the past few histories. Obviously, 2021 and 2020 were both kind of, well, as, as we all know, very wild years. And then, you know, come 2022, things started to calm down and sort of normalize again and then up to and including last year. You know, so every year we kind of take the opportunity during this time of year, the winter, to, you know, reflect on what we thought were successes of the past year, Things that we would like to change or refine and this is always kind of a fun time of year because we get to sit back and sort of let the let the brainstorming sessions start and, you know, we kind of refine and evolve a little bit every year going forward. So I'd say majoritarily, back to the original question. I know I'm rambling is uh, majoritively This is all done strategically by design.
0: Now you sort of reference the whole magic or mystery around wine that some people hold near and dear. So to a large extent though, you are often dealing with tourists to the area many of whom may not be very knowledgeable about the difference between a Cabernet Sauvignon from a Pinot Noir or a Riesling from a Chardonnay. And they may also be very unfamiliar with the whole process of growing grapes and producing wine and all the science involved in doing that. How important is educating your customer versus simply providing the product and letting the product speak for itself?
1: Uh, that's a really easy one for me. It's the, the education is paramount first and foremost to the whole experience. You know, there's, there's a lot of beautiful wine in the world. Um, there's a lot of really beautiful wine just in our little finger lakes bubble here. Uh, the experiences that come along with those wines are what can take a good wine and make an exceptional or take an exceptional wine and make it okay. Um, and for me, a big part of it. And one of the most beautiful things about wine is the, the depth and the breadth of it. So the educational aspect for us myself and for the whole the whole company really um is very special and very very important. And and we we love that because you're right there's a lot to learn about wine and there are varying degrees about what people know and what people don't. Um you know you get these people that come in and they say well you know I I generally like this or this and you know and they say all right so we'll start here and let's try this thing and then let's talk about like what What is it that you like about that? And we'll unpack that together. And that kind of tends to lead off to different rabbit holes and tangents because there's so much to talk about with wine history and wine making, and then you know, climate change and technological advancements. And it's just a really fascinating wide world of wine, and it's a lot of fun to talk about in whatever degree, even if it's. and, And that's one of the most fun things I think is if you. I find if you tend to educate people, like a little bit of education goes a long way, you know, and there's wine can be very intimidating because there's so much to learn. And there are unfortunately like, you know, and this is this is, I think, with a lot of things where you get the the really highly educated people that can almost bring a little, you know, the 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 wine snobs of the world, so to speak. You know, I hate to use that term, but you know, they they exist, let's be honest. Um, but that could be with anything, whether it's music or movies or art or whatever. Um, but they you know, they can create kind of a barrier to entry. You know, when I'm doing, when I am educating, we are educating. Uh, I, I hear it almost all the time, which is pretty consistently anyway, which is, you know, this is going to sound like a dumb question, but, and it rarely ever is. Uh, the dumb questions are the ones that you don't ask, because sometimes it's a complicated answer, sometimes a little more simple than people think. And at the end of the day, if you could sort of help demystify things about wine to people or just give them just a little bit more information to go back out into the world. And, you know, the next time they sit down at a restaurant and somebody hands them a wine list, they feel a little more comfortable instead of just, you know, blindly pointing at like the red list and saying, I'll have that one. You know, you can give them a little bit more guidance as to like, you know, what wines may work better with certain food or just what wines work better with your taste or with certain foods or things like that. And I think you can, you can educate without being too highly academic about it wine again is very experiential and it's it makes the job a lot of fun when you you have these people come in and you know you kind of start to make them feel comfortable enough to open up and ask a question that maybe they were embarrassed to ask at the last winery they were at because of the environment that we're creating in our little space um to make that like a welcoming safe space we're like yeah we want to we want to teach you about what we do because we love what we do and it's a lot of work and we love to share that with you as much as you would like that whether it's a half an hour conversation about cabaret sauvignon it's a quick five minute conversation just about you know why, why we do what we do where we do it um so again education to me is is hugely important uh, a little bit of knowledge goes a long way if we send our guests out knowing like one, one more little thing about wine that they didn't know. Even if it's like a little fun fact that they break out the next time they have a bottle of champagne with their friends at a celebration. And they say, Hey, you know, I learned this really cool thing about how sparkling wine is made a few months ago when I was visiting this little winery in upstate New York. Um, You guys like, let me, like, let me, let me, let me tell you this stuff. Um, So that, that's the kind of stuff that I really love. It's, It's what I live for.
0: If you are enjoying this podcast broadcast, and wish to connect with David Zahn to pursue your own journey into entrepreneurship, you can schedule a no-cost and no-obligation 20-minute chat and chew with you discussion at https: colon backslash backslash www. dot what dot biz. And that's spelled O-K-A-Y-N-O-W-W-H-A-T dot biz. And then add backslash get dash started dot html. And now back to our broadcast. So given that we are talking about customer experience and you have a staff that you're tasked with maintaining those customer experience relationships with your guests as you refer to them, how do you tell them how to read the customer to know when it's appropriate to do the deep dive explanations and when they should just put the glass in front of someone and make their exit and allow people to go at it on their own? That is a great question,
1: and I love that you use the term, you know, read read the customer because that is, um, it's something that I, I tend to say to the to the team consistently, which is like, you know, just read, you know, read read the room, read each read each table, uh, because I do strive for education. I think that's a, a huge layer in what we do at the tasting room. But then you also do you will get you know these couples that are, you know, maybe it's a young couple and. Uh, the young lady's been to our winery before, but her boyfriend or fiance or whoever has not. And they just want to have a glass of wine and stare longingly into each other's eyes or, or just stare at the lake together. And that's great. That's totally cool. Um, again, the nice thing about the new normal post COVID is we've got these tables where we, you know, if you want to just take over a table with your partner or friend and catch up, you can do that. Um, to answer your question though, a lot of it's, a lot of it's just kind of being being welcoming at large. you know, so it's welcome to Damiani. You know, have you guys been here before? No, yes. and that you know that'll lead to next you know, so a lot of it's just kind of simple icebreaker small talk questions. Um, and I tend to find that a, a few of those in you can generally start to gauge, you know, because you'll 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 get the return questions or you won't and you'll get the, yep, we're doing good. Thanks. Cool. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a lap around the room. And I'll swing back through and I'll check in with you in 15 minutes and see how you're enjoying the wines and stuff. And you know, maybe by that point they've come up with a question and then that's a gateway toward getting a little bit more deep into it. But if 10 or 15 minutes goes by, and we swing back and they're still just kind of sipping on their wine, staring into each other's eyes. That's also a good be like, hey guys, if you need anything, you just you know set up a flare. We'll, we're you know we're all cruising around here. You know, it's not it's not a huge room, so we'll see if you need anything. Um, but yeah, so to your point, a lot of it's just yeah, reading, and you know, just asking these people simple questions. You know, what? You know, are you guys celebrating anything while you're here? Where are you visiting from? Have you visited before? Oh, you have visited. When's the last time you were here? Oh, it's been three years. Oh, well, what do you? You know, what's? Well, finally, what, what's been keeping you away? Those sorts of things. You know, it's like those exploratory leading questions tend to pretty quickly delineate the people that are like, we're cool. We're just kind of hanging out and we don't really want to talk to you, which is fine. (laughs) Or the other people that are like, we're here. It's the first time in the Finger Lakes. We heard you guys have amazing red wine. Like let's, let's all, let's chat about that for a little bit. And then that's, you know, that's really all the excuse any of us needs to start getting a little, getting our little wine nerd on, you know?
0: Right. Right. So given that much of your initial business certainly is from tourists who then return home, wherever that may be. How does Damiani wine sellers attempt to retain the relationship with customers for future sales?
1: Ah, uh, so a big lever for that is our wine club. Um, you know, we have a huge, we have we have a very active wine club. For being a, you know, on the smaller end of things in the grand winery world, we have over 1,200 wine club members, which is pretty substantial. Um, and we've got a lot of long-term club members that have brought us additional fans over the years that sort of return, you know, like that return gratuity, you know, thank you so much. So sort of. the, the wine club is a huge thing because we treat our club members like extended family wherever they are, whether they're in... California, whether they're an hour away in Corning or whether they're in Oklahoma or Texas, as we can ship to a lot of states that other small wineries can't. So that's that's a big one. Um, Another thing I think is just, again, at the end of the day, kind of everything we're talking about, which is just to leave. To let them ensure that they leave. Thinking to themselves, wow, that was really amazing. Like we've never been to this area before. We didn't really know what we were into. It's definitely not, you know, we're not we're not Napa Valley. And we're not in france or italy it's like this you know this interesting little slice of wine world and you know then you come to like an an establishment like ours and and not just us but many many of the wineries in the finger lakes have a similar caliber experience where we we do know what we're talking about we put a lot of hard work and passion and love into what we do and we're very excited to share with people and that that kind of camaraderie is is pretty huge and then the other thing too is that while there are, to your point earlier, a lot of wineries in the region, um, we rarely look at it as like a competitive area. You know, it's it's more of a, a communal area. If anything, it's more of a community where, you know, if I get to spend time with you and your wife, like I did this past year, and I get to start to know your tastes a little bit, you know, what what you're into that that we make, some of the other wineries that maybe you went to beforehand, and then that, that very easily gives me an idea of, well, if you like what we're doing with this wine, then you should definitely go off the road a few miles and see our neighbors at, you know, winery X, Y, or Z. And that, I always find, it gets a, it's a fun reaction because a lot of people, um, you know, they, they leave and they're like, wow, like, I can't believe you guys are sending us like up the road to your competition. And I said, well, they're, they're not my competition. They're, they're friends. I drink I drink the wine there too. And they come here and they drink our wine. And that's another cool sort of thing to kind of leave that taste in people's mouths that like we're all kind of in this together and we're all doing this beautiful thing in this beautiful area that we love um see so the wine club on like on a direct and for ours uh, you know to remind people that we are licensed to ship to almost every state in the country that's a big one so say, hey, say i know you guys got to fly so you can't pack a lot of wine and take it home with you today but you know when you're missing us in a couple months or you got a birthday or an anniversary coming up just hit the website or give us a call we'll ship it right to your door office or wherever um you know anything if anything sign up for our mailing list you know when we're running you know promotions for you know flat rate shipping or when we're doing beautiful new releases of small batch wine or when we re-release two cases of this really beautiful 10-year-old cab from the library for like a very limited time you know so it's all those things just like you know it's a lot of it's pretty basic business you leave those little nuggets to kind of Keep yourself like, in, 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 their, in their minds in some form or fashion. And another big one that we're starting to do going into this year, we just kind of lightly started promoting this past year at the end of 2023, is we, um, we have this little farmhouse next to our production facility that's a couple miles up from the tasting room where we met this summer. And that was actually the original tasting room. And since the tenants moved out in the spring, we got renovated the house and we turned it into a rental. So now we actually have a so now the winery itself owns a three-bedroom Airbnb farmhouse that's right on our vineyard. Um, so that's something that we, we're gonna continue to talk up so people can not only come and visit the winery, but you can also stay on the vineyard. And you know, my my goal is to incorporate, along with, you know, guests in that house, more experiential things like Vineyard tours because the vineyards right behind the house or production tours because the production building building is right next to the uh, the farmhouse, you know, it's so a little little expanded offerings like that. So that's another big one to, you know, just kind of get people excited like, hey, you know, next year, you know, when I see you guys again, because you already told me you come back every year, because I already know that because we talked a little bit when I'm going to say, hey, well, you know, next year, consider staying on our farm or, you know, here's my card. Another big one that I've been building that I've been building out over the past couple of years is um, the lower level of the tasting room. We sort of built into like a private tasting space that's available by reservation. Um, so that's always another big one where you know if I get to spend twenty or thirty minutes talking to somebody that's very engaged or wants to learn more or just wants to talk about wine for an hour and change, I say hey, here's my card shoot me an email next time you know when you're going to come up. We'll find a date and a time. We'll book some time in the private space. We'll do a full, you know, kind of elevated, in-depth educational tasting at maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Depends on how much time I have. Because really, if I get talking, I could easily talk for an hour and a half about wine, no problem. Um, Anybody that ever comes to visit me will figure that out pretty pretty quickly. (laughs) Um, So that's another big one is just kind of reminding people that while this might have been your first time visiting and you were only here for 40, 45 minutes, we do offer a lot more for your next visit if you want to you know, experience even more of the, the Damiani vibe.
0: So how do you though measure the impact of your role? Obviously, total revenue is always going to be a big factor in assessing success. Are there other ways that you use to identify the impact of you and your team's efforts? absolutely yes
1: um i'm a big fan of like crowdsourcing information you know um so that's another one that you know if somebody has a really amazing time you know or or, you know whenever we encourage people to like leave us reviews online you know inevitably these days if you travel to certain places you know sooner or later after you leave google or facebook or something on your phone is going to pop up and say hey what did you think about this place? So we always say like, look, you guys had a great time. Like if you wouldn't mind leaving us a little bit of review, hopefully you caught the name of the person you were working with and you can drop them by name. But if you just, you know, let's, you know, basically it's just that, let people know. Um, so yeah, the, the revenue metric of course is very important because you know, if money's coming in then yeah, you know, yay, everybody's happy. But beyond that, again, knowing that people come in, have a good time learn a little something enjoy themselves get treated like guests instead of just wallets um, that's very important and to that point you know I use a lot of Google like you know watch Google reviews you have a great marketing team that garners us a lot of analytics and things like that and then uh, you know the other big one is just kind of paying attention to people over time and hopefully you know kind of like with with, with you and um, your wife Linda right um, like when you guys were there and obviously now we're talking a little bit a little later on and you know i look forward to seeing you guys the next time you come and visit so it's that again kind of go like kind of go full circle back to what we started with that that return guest experience oh yeah like you know maybe and you know obviously we're talking a little bit more than i do maybe with some guests that i get to spend time with but uh you know inevitably i hope that they had such a good time that when they do come back they're like hey is is jeremy around like what was that guy's name that was like the manager or something. And, you know, he was a real talker and he really wouldn't stop talking about the wine, but we had a really good time listening to him, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, and again, that's that's a huge uh, part of why I love having this like long-term core staff, because we get to know these people year over year, however often they visit. And that's another great way to, That's that's a really great and very direct special way to kind of garner that, you know, how, how 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 well are we doing? Well, they they come back to see us every year and they know us by name. I think that that's a pretty good indication that we're doing pretty good. You know,
0: <laughs> Jeremy. To use some uh, wine lingo, this has been very knowledgeable on the nose and very informative on the finish. If people want to get in touch with you to arrange for a visit or to learn more about your approach to customer experience and and customer service, uh, how? Is it best for them to reach you?
1: Well, they can always call the tasting room. Um, you know, all, our website has all the contact information you could need. Via the, you know, there's a there's a general info email address that goes to me. You can call the con, call the tasting room directly. Always ask for me. Um, there's a contact form also, and then beyond that, to the for the private tasting portion that I was talking about a few minutes ago, um, there is like a reservation request form that you can fill out that goes. Directly to my inbox. There's lots of ways to get hold of me. Basically, all of them funnel right through the website, all of our contact information, uh, hours of operation. All that stuff is right on the website. I'm I'm there more often than not.
0: And I'll be sure to put the website uh, address in the notes to this podcast itself. Thank you so much for spending time and educating us on both wine and the customer experience efforts that you have mastered at Damiani Wine Cellars. I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. You have been listening to the Catapult to a Career in Coaching Consulting podcast as part of the From Learning to Earning podcast series hosted by OK Now What with your host David Zahn, the consultant's Business mentor. If you have not already done so, please register to join the Facebook group Catapult to a Career in Coaching Consulting, where you can find additional information and participate in a community of like minded people venturing into business ownership. And if you are ready to receive one on one coaching or enroll in a self paced course to make your dream business a reality, you can contact David Zahn at backslash Get started.html. And as always, we want to hear from you about topics you would like to have covered or your feedback on this or other episodes. Drop us an email with your thoughts at David Zahn at And don't forget to invite your friends to listen to this or any of our other episodes and join our podcast community.